News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the minimum wage is going to rise to 11 euros and 30 cent per hour from the 1st of January, which is an 80 cent increase or 7%. Uh, and there are hopes that that might phase out and, and be replaced by a living wage. But is that going to be enough to fix what we've been talking about this morning on News Talk Breakfast, which is the issue with service provision in Ireland currently, that you can't get a taxi, that the, you go into the airport and, and the toilets aren't cleaned and you're going, oh, this isn't very nice. Or you're in a cafe or a restaurant, you can't get served, places are messy. Tradespeople. We, we have issues across the board with service provision and we're joined now by Tony Foley, Emeritus Associate Professor of Economics at the DCU Business School, to, I suppose, talk about what can be done and will this hike in the minimum wage make any difference? Tony, first of all, the minimum wage situation, the, the rise, is that going to help fix the service industry? It'll have a tiny positive impact. The fact that instead of 10.50, you can get 11.30 will encourage some people to work an extra couple of hours and that. But it's not going to make a dramatic effect because when you look at who gets the minimum wage, about 54% of everyone on the minimum wage is under the age of 25. And when you look at the minimum wage again, part-timers account for three quarters of it. So by and large, the vast bulk of people on the minimum wage are not in a sense in a career job. They're part-timers, they're they're students students and so on. So obviously it'll attract some of them, but it's not going to make a huge impact because even if you're working 10 hours a week, well, that's an extra eight euro. Now, it's nice to have it, but it's not going to make a dramatic impact. Or even if you had a full, if you're working a full day, it's about six euro. So it it isn't an awful lot of money. So so we we have been talking about this, Tony, and... what would make a difference? Because I think a lot of people have recognised it's become increasingly difficult to say to, to get a plumber, to, to get, yeah. uh, to, to even get a coffee, you know, at the end of your meal, like you, to get a waiter to come over. There's all sorts well, of I, pinch points it would seem oh, to be. absolutely. And you want to get your car serviced, then yeah. you have to wait two weeks instead of leaving it in tomorrow and so on. Um, so yes, we have significant labour shortages throughout the economy. But we have to accept that this is a product of our success. This is a success successful phenomenon. Would we prefer a situation where unemployment is 20% and there's people queuing up to do a bit of work? Of course not. So we have had significant increase in employment since COVID. So for example, um, information and communication, an extra 47,000 people employed, education, 37,000, health, 44,000, professional and scientific jobs, an extra 28,000. So in all, since 2019, we have an extra 259,000 people working. So it's not as if we haven't been able to get workers we have been performing so well, we just haven't been able to get enough of them. And that's what I was going to say. So, so Shane was saying earlier on that he was wondering, is what's required is half a million immigrants, for example, to, to give an injection yeah. that way? Although we well, don't have housing for that, so hard to no, know how that would work that's either. That's the problem. And, and one of the problems in attracting and labour, basically an economy when it reaches full employment and it needs extra jobs and it's not getting it from growth in its own population, it then opens its doors to a more generous extent to inward migration. Now, we have already done that because at the moment about anything above 15% of our total employment is non-national. So it's the people who have come to Ireland over the past couple of decades since the Celtic Tiger. So they've already been, as it were, solving our labour problems. The problem we face now is that Ireland is a less attractive location for those low-paid jobs. It's still an attractive location for software engineers and so on and people working in the high-tech side of it. 
But in terms of the low paid jobs, yeah. Is that because of our cost of living rent. or is that because of our housing crisis or, 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 or is, is, is it too complex of, to say? It's because of three things. One is that our traditional source of labour from Eastern Europe has dried up to an extent because their economies are performing better. So it's less attractive to leave Eastern Europe for a low paid job in Ireland. Secondly, even if you do so and you get your low-paid job, well, then you've got the problems you've already identified in terms of rent and so on. And thirdly, we're not very generous in terms of non-EU immigration. So it's not so easy for bundles of people to come from India or Pakistan or Bangladesh and so on. So those three factors have created the problem that we don't have the labour, particularly for those areas. Now, I should add, though, that When we emphasise the low-paid jobs, there's a world talent shortage at the high level as well. So if we went out tomorrow to try and hire, you know, 50 brain surgeons, we're not going to find them. Yeah. Uh, We have a shortage of nurses, we're not going to find them and so on. So worldwide, there is a shortage of talent. All right. So, but in brief, Tony, if if we were to take steps to, suppose we said, well, we'd like to fix our service industries. We'd like to go, be able to have like restaurants that have an abundance of staff. We'd like to have, you know, the airport toilets clean. We'd like to have loads of taxi drivers so that you didn't have to wait for two hours. And we would like to be able to get a tradesperson quickly, those types of things. Is there any quick fix to this or not? Uh, the quick fix is a more um, benevolent, generous, freer immigration system. So in a sense, you move down the food chain, you take countries where people have such a miserable standard of living that they're willing to sleep three or four to a bedroom, as it were, and would come to Ireland for the jobs in those conditions. So the immediate impact would be through significantly making it easier for people so outside ec- economic the EU migrants from outside yes. the EU. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, interesting and lots of food for thought there. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Professor Tony Foley there, Emeritus Professor of Economics at the DCU Business School. It turns out you're exactly right, Shane Coleman. Who'd have thought? Who'd have Doesn't thunk happen it? too often. Ah, look, it's it's complex, and uh, housing is a huge issue, and it's it's a it's a problem we're going to have to solve. But we are we do need more. Input. Let us know what you think. We've all noticed that it is increasingly difficult to go about our daily business and that there is exactly as Professor Foley said there a dearth of the low paid uh, uh, jobs we can't seem to fill those posts even though we've loads of software engineers um are you are you on board we half a million in immigration from somewhere outside the EU is that what we need 53106 at a cost of 30 cent News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.